There are no casinos around here. Except for Resorts World. Yes. You can play some pull tab slots. It's one of our very first blog posts was about that. Really? I think so. About pull tab slots? That was one of the like six posts that were up like three years before we started the podcast on our site. That you wrote. Oh, like the slots that are like, it's like bingo, it's not actually slots? Yes. Yeah. Correct. I do remember that. People punching the machines. It's great. Howdy. It's Thursday, February 1st, 2018, and this is episode 66 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Ready to talk a lot of news and the trip most, reports. Not, not actually that much news. It's mostly trip stuff and kind of one last 2017 recap, I think. Yeah, not, a, not an Atlantic City trip report. Let's just get out of the way right now. Yeah. <laughs> If you're like, yeah, these guys went to AC, no. No. We didn't go to AC. We don't do that. No, that's not something we do on the Atlantic City no. and Casino Biz podcast. We I go mean, to Baltimore, Maryland. We have a shtick at this point, and it is not going to Atlantic City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Actually, before we get into that, I, I actually do have a trip planned to Atlantic City. What? I know. I'm I'm going on March 9th and 10th. Me and one of my buddies, Greg, who you know, because he was at my bachelor party, yeah, are going down to Atlantic City. So I have, I have a question for you, Craig, and sure. then I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Because you, you have no idea, really. I haven't told you anything about this trip yet. No. You obviously aren't going because you're going to have like a one week old done or something. Yes, it would be a little tough. I shouldn't say obviously. But the plan <laughs> is that you're not going. Don't write we'll, me off we'll yet, Kyle. <laughs> right. yeah. No, I won't be there. So my my two comps that were available for Friday and Saturday night were uh, resorts and Tropicana. Uh-huh. And Tropicana, according to the website, I had West Tower and resorts. Of course, you there is no website. You just have to call and see if something's available. Okay. Uh, so... What what would you do, bringing a like a friend from out of town in, uh, like which of those two would you choose? So you don't know what you're getting at resorts. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm going on incomplete information. I mean, obviously, I'm calling and finding but, out I if mean, I can get if you can get like a coral suite. Yeah, I mean, if it's ocean, then that's just out. Like if it's base ocean tower unrenovated at mm-hmm. resorts, that's out. West is definitely better than that, even though it's the worst thing in Tropicana. Mm-hmm. I think Ooh, it's tough. So this person has not spent a lot of time in Atlantic City. Ne- never been in his life. Ah, uh, boy. I this is he... one of my good good friends from when I lived in Arizona. Was... For the listeners. I know you know who he is. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's tough because like, I think – the trop just as a whole experience is much, much better than resorts. I mean, it's, I won't say better. It's, it feels more Vegasy and, and resorty than resorts. Mm-hmm. It's weird to say something's more resorty than resorts, but, <laughs> uh, should be their tagline. Even sounds, more resorty than resorts. Sounds tautologically false, but yeah. Tropicana. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> We'll give you that one for free. Uh, so 
But, like, I personally prefer resorts. I think any room above the base Ocean Tower room is going to be a very nice room. And there's something about the, like, first casino kind of nostalgia. Like, if he's somebody who just likes gambling and doesn't give a shit about, like, you know, the shopping and restaurants and whatnot, I would say go to resorts and figure, like, well, whatever, we'll just walk to Bally Caesars, Harris, and do all that stuff if we want to. If... He really wants the experience. I think Tropicana is way, way up there. I mean, to me, probably, like, second or third among AC casinos in terms of, like, the full experience. It's just that the gambling sucks. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So is he more gambling-focused, is, or is he more, like, experience, yeah. resort, whatever-focused? I think gambling is the safe thing to say. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat the... Stand on soft 17, blackjack, low limit tables, lots of good slots. Is he a parrot head? Because that would be the deal. <laughs> I don't think so. Because <laughs> then the decision is easy. Yeah, that's, a, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting two options. I mean, I'd say if it was like Caesars, then it's a no-brainer. You go to Caesars, mm-hmm. right? If it's Borgata, it's a no-brainer. You go to Borgata. But, well, so I actually had a bit of like, more choices than what I laid out. Uh, so I think I can get a comp at other places only for Friday. So there was some thought of yeah. like moving hotels and stuff, but that's not what I ended up doing just because I'm lazy. Yeah, and there a... was some thought I'm like, yeah, I could get both rooms and then we could not stay together. But I, I figured they were a little bit kind of like too far apart and inconvenient. So yeah, resorts and trap. That's a little, yeah, it's a hike to get from one to yeah. the other, especially at two in the morning or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if it's like you and me, whatever, we see each other regularly. Right, enough. right, right, right. Yeah, but this guy coming in from Arizona or wherever he's coming from, that's not yep. that's not as cool. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I personally would probably do trap. If I was you, I would do resorts. How's that for an answer? <laughs> so I uh, I mean I guess you're half right. I, I did do resorts. And the thing, like the real kind of different different differentiator for me was uh that like, here's my problem with TROP, especially in the, with the West Tower, is it's, like, so loud. Oh, and like, yeah. And, like, the clientele, like, you know, it's, like, all young kids and stuff, right? Yes. And, like, they just come in and, and make a lot of noise at 3 in the morning. And resorts does not have that clientele at all. And that's kind of, like, what broke the tie for me. It's, yeah. Because I really agree, Trop, TROP is a nicer property. And, you know, we'll certainly go down there and go to Bar Lawn or something like that. But... Yeah, I ended up booking resorts, and I'm I'm assuming that I could do twenty dollar trip trick and get like a junior coral suite or something. Yeah, so that's a good point. For one, like it's not like you're not going to see trap, right? Uh, not that it's necessarily a must see thing, but you know you're going to sleep better at resorts. It's definitely mm-hmm. true. And and the two of you as gamblers are going to have a better time gambling up at until two in the morning at resorts and just wandering up to your room. Then yeah. if you're ending the night at trap, cause you're not going to want to, it's a nicer place to be in. Like I, I think in like on the gaming floor. Of, uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. Like it's, it's, a, nice it's a better if, place to gamble. Like there's, yeah, I don't think is. there's any, 
you know, unless you're just purely a slot player. <laughs> I don't think like, there's any argument for Tropicana over. Going to Trop, I think, is nice, but it's not the place I want to end my night. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Anyway, uh, I do have a trip planned for early March. Uh, nice. AC, so, and just, I will be visiting you beforehand, too, because I'm seeing your new baby. Yeah, so how does that very, work? Hoboken very, to... Very exciting. Yeah, so he's he's in Hoboken the whole week for a conference or something. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's, so that's very convenient. Right. So I was, I'm like, I know someone in Hoboken, and I have excuse to visit. So, mm. like, there's a reason to visit. So it's gonna be I'll very sad. Very sad. And when then you I'm, leave I'm dropping I'm him like... off at Philadelphia at the airport in Philly to fly nice. afterwards. Yeah, that works well. I mean, I'm gonna be like, oh, you guys are going to AC. <laughs> I'm sitting here with like babies spitting up on me. Yeah, a toddler running around like a be crazy like, person. I'll, I'll make room in my car for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah my wife would be like no <laughs> you do not make a roof all right so anyway speaking of gambling we went to horseshoe this weekend you want to talk a little bit about it yes the baltimore horseshoe yeah i mean this is just a lot of well lack of planning that finally ended up with us going to horseshoe as a group uh and i don't know i mean any general thoughts on horseshoe i think we've talked about it one time before when we went just for a couple hours this time we spent what a solid four hours or so at horseshoe mm-hmm. it's a decent amount of time so i i mean i think we'll we'll talk a little bit more about horseshoe in a little bit I, you know it's it's a very nice casino and and there will be more to say about that but just before we really start i think that the one thing i want to point out is we need to have like an intervention for you craig about what? so uh, on on the last episode you you said uh, that you're you know your new year's resolution in gambling is to branch out a little bit, try some things that, that you haven't done before, you know, have some fun, play some carnival games. And so the, the people who were there were, were me and Craig and Craig's brother. And then four of our other friends. So there were five of us sitting around, I, I believe a, a six top ultimate Texas Hold'em game, uh, playing, so it was me, our four other friends were, were doing that, and kind of Paul and Craig were behind us. Paul is Craig's brother, watching. And then you you left to go play Wonka slots instead, and then you came back, and then you left to go to the Diamond Lounge instead. So I just want to say that you you did an especially bad job of trying to follow your, your New Year's resolution. So I will hat tip to listener Mike on this, who actually, before we even went to Horseshoe, was talking up Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and I feel bad that I didn't play, except that, you know, he was explaining the difference between a $5 table and a $10 table, which, you know, it's twice as much, in case you haven't done the math, but, uh, so at a $5 table, which you can usually find, apparently, at Bally's uh, in Atlantic City, the most you can ever have on the table is, what, 30 bucks. 30 bucks, yeah. And so at a $10 table, you're talking about 60 bucks if you're doing the, the four yeah, times if you bet, raise. If you yeah. Bet free, yeah, if you bet pre-flop, it's, it's 60 on the table. Yeah, so I don't, should we do a quick Ultimate Texas Hold'em rules rundown, or is that... Sure, uh, we can, I, can, I can do that really quickly. Yeah. So if you haven't played it, it's basically just Texas Hold'em, where you're facing off against the dealer. Uh, much like a game like three-card poker, four-card poker, you start with two bets out on the table. In this case, they're like the anti-bet and the blind bet or something. Yeah. And so what happens is you get your two whole cards and you look at them. And at that point, you can choose to bet or check. If you bet, you can either make three or four times your anti-bet 
as your bet. But if you're going to bet, you should always bet four times. It's like in four card poker, you can bet one, two or three times, but you should never bet two because there's no reason to. You should only ever bet one or three. It's the same thing. You should either check or bet four times then. Right. If your hand's good enough to bet three, it's good enough to bet four. Correct. So you you look at your cards if they're good enough preflop, which basically means it's I think it's essentially any ace, a lot of kings, queen 10, queen jack, jack. 10 more or less uh there's a couple others and all pocket pairs except twos essentially Mm -hmm. uh you're supposed to bet pre-flop and then you just put your money out and then the game happens and you either beat the dealer or not uh so there's a flop just like in texas hold'em and then you can bet at that point too or check and if you bet it's double your your anti-bet which would be twenty dollars on a ten dollar table right except you can only bet once so if you've already bet four times you can't bet again correct once you've bet you're you're in and you're done playing until after the hand so if you bet after the flop you put in 20 and then there's the turn in the river is kind of like one street in this game and then you can either match your anti-bet or fold at that point so uh and then essentially, if you have a better hand, you win. And, you know, if you have an actually good hand, like three of a kind and above, you get a bunch of money on your blind bet as well. Um, I think it's like two and a half percent house edge. So it's fairly low house edge for a carnival game. Yeah, uh, we we had a pretty good time playing it. I think it was fine. I'd play it again. I lost a bunch of money in it, but it was fine. I mean, it was fun. So the $60 a hand scared me off. Like, I would very much prefer to play $5 a hand, uh, $5 minimum. I mean, just to... I mean, we had friends there who are not big gamblers at all, and they were playing. That's true. Like, you're a much bigger gambler than a couple of our friends that were playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I You know, I <laughs> wanted to play, but I knew that $5 tables are a thing, so it's hard to be like, eh, I could sit at this $10 table. I don't know. I'm weird about that. But I'll say the thing that interests me about uh, Ultimate Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and this is going to go against me saying that I didn't want to play at the $10 table, is that uh, everybody takes time to make decisions, so it slows the game down considerably, which if you know anything Mm -hmm. about me, I like it when the game slows down. Uh, So that is right up my alley, but... The concern of having, you know, 60 bucks out there, which really doesn't happen, you know, all that often. I mean, uh, it's not it's not infrequent. Either. Yeah, but it's not like half the time or even no. close. So how was your, I mean, it's how just, was your Texas you, Hold'em experience? I just wanted to say you had one resolution and you failed miserably in your first opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for one. And maybe, you, you know, first and only opportunity potentially if. <laughs> yeah, depending on if UTH situation at Atlantic City. Yeah, or, or my situation with ability to get to casinos. The rest, of the- <laughs> you you don't you don't think you're gonna be in Atlantic City at all this year? I bet, no, I, I think I'll make oh. it at least once. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that later. But uh, yeah, I I think it's just the situation wasn't perfect, so you didn't do it, and that, I thought that was what you were trying to get out of the habit of. It is, and yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Bad job. Yeah. No, I'll take the, the whatever you call lashings about that. Yeah. I mean, didn't right, fall so, through. So, I feel bad. So, all right, let's let's kind of move on. More trip report. Talk about talk about everything else. So, so what what did you think of Horseshoe? So, I really like Horseshoe. It's funny because I said to you at one point, like, oh, if if 
it looks like they could redo Caesars to look like that. Like the coloring and everything and the decor is sort of similar but newer at Horseshoe as mm-hmm. to Caesars in Atlantic City. And so I was like, it would really like be clearly the second best casino in AC at that point, to which you responded, it is. Well, Caesars is already the second best casino in AC, so. <laughs> right. Uh, but, of course, I mean, if they made it nicer, it would be the second best casino. <laughs> right. Uh, but, I mean, it would be, like, it is sort of looking at it with the way they've done the casino layout and the chandeliers and everything uh, and just general cleanliness and newness it does sort of feel like, oh, this they could do this in, in Atlantic City without too much of an overhaul. Uh, that would in, uh, require some sort of capital expenditures in in Caesar's property, which they haven't put much money into. But uh, I do really like the property. I, I like the layout, the sort of two-floor layout I actually really like. Um, I get frustrated that you can't get free drinks, although the beer is cheaper than i would have expected which is not to say it's cheap but i think like craft beers were like five bucks it's not too bad yeah it's it's like bar prices and not stadium prices which is nice it's like yeah it's like baltimore bar prices and not stadium prices okay yeah not new york bar prices <laughs> no. yes. yeah uh so i think it was like 450 beers and eight dollar cocktails or five dollar beers and 750 cocktails something like that so i mean the 758 dollar cocktails like that's not bad at all mm-hmm. uh at least compared to what I'm used to. So, I don't know. It's a good time. I, I like the, like I said, I like the layout. It seems like they've got good food options. We'll sort of touch on one of those in the future. Not that we ate there, but it's relevant to something going on in Atlantic City. I've never eaten it anywhere in the Horseshoe. Uh, really? They, they've got a Guy's barbecue joint. They've got a Gordon Ramsay place. They've got Guy's Baltimore, whatever, whatever, that's yeah, probably very similar to... Yeah, so the three real restaurants in there are uh, Gordon Ramsay Steak, uh, Johnny Sanchez... Johnny and... Sanchez is closed, right? Is it? Yeah, I thought that got replaced by Gordon Ramsay Steak. No, no, no. The old steakhouse got replaced by Gordon Ramsay Steak. I walked by Johnny Sanchez. It was closed when I walked by it, but it was also midnight or something. So, I mean, it wasn't replaced by anything. Uh, I think it's gone. The, the old steakhouse was replaced by Gordon Ramsay Steak. Uh, well, Johnny Sanchez is permanently closed. I don't know what's... Oh, Giada uh, de Laurentiis is replacing it in Baltimore. I knew that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, anyways. And uh, the third rest- real restaurant is the Guy Fieri's American Grill or whatever. Yeah, Baltimore Grill. And then they also have a food court with, like, six options or something. And all the options are actually pretty decent. As, uh, all the options I've had, anyway. Yeah, food court looks fine. They've got a big bar downstairs, like a big circular bar. It looks pretty cool. Uh, not that I'm going to go there and sit around at a bar because Baltimore is a great drinking city. So if I'm just going to go sit at a bar, I'll go someplace in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So what did what else did we do? We talked about my lack of Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Yeah. I went we played and played Ultimate really Texas. shitty um, video poker instead. I don't know. I, I played a lot <laughs> of tiles by myself for yes. a long time. Yeah. I played a lot of Pygo poker with our friend Dave, mm-hmm. uh, $25 Pygo poker, which, you know, that's what you're going to get in AC, so that's totally fine, which is probably why I opted for that over $10 Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Uh, how'd you make out? I was up in tiles. Nice. How about everything else? <laughs> everything else wasn't as good, but yeah. so, yeah, I played tiles for a few hours after that. Uh, by the time I was done, basically, I think everyone had left except for me and you, and I was driving you home. 
So you were like still playing PyGal Poker, and I was like, all right, I'll go play. All right, so I guess to, to set the table for this, so I wanted to play Blackjack. All of the Blackjack and Horseshoe now, except for six or eight tables, is now six to five, which I won't play on principle. Uh, so, and all this three to two tables were $50. So I was doing fine at that point. So it's like, all right, I'll, I'll sit down. I'll play some three to two. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so basically I lost $400 in like 10 minutes there. And then mm. I was like, all right, I'm done. Woof. So then I went, I, I mean, it was, I, I knew <laughs> what the risks were. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's... I recognize that as a not very unlikely option at all. So <laughs> yeah. Took a chance, got burned, and was like, "Oh well, okay." So then I went back to you, and then and then we left. Yeah, so I mean, I I spent most of my time playing uh, Pygo Poker. I played a little bit of uh, Deuces Wild Video Poker with a terrible pay table. I think it was like ninety-seven percent uh, return, expected return, which is not particularly good for video poker. Played some crappy slots that I didn't actually find that fun. Uh, there is worth mentioning. There is, I actually, I did win 23 bucks, I think. So suck on that horseshoe. I don't know how you're going to recover. Uh, worth mentioning. There's some new games at horseshoe, uh, crisscross poker, which got mentioned in, you can bet on that a couple episodes ago. Uh, I looked at it. It looked incredibly confusing. You're betting on an across hand, a down hand, uh, I don't know. I watched it for a little bit, and I was like, it seems like you have to make a bunch of bets. Like, people just had tons of chips out for every bet. And so I saw at one point, like, there are five separate places, I guess, where you can bet. People had, like, five stacks out, and everybody on the table lost, and it was just, like, a ton of chips going in toward the dealer. And I was like, <laughs> oof, that doesn't look like my my kind of thing at all. Uh, Nothing's as good, though, when everyone loses as roulette, where they just pull all of the pit <laughs> yeah. chips into, like, a big hole in the table. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, craps is similar when somebody sevens out. There's but there's something about yeah. actually just having a pit that they pull the <laughs> chips into that makes it better. Yeah. Uh, so another game, I didn't see this, although apparently it's there. It's called Three Card Baccarat. Um, I'm not really clear on what that is, but it's there. I, I didn't see it, so I didn't see the rules. And then there's a new game that they only had one table, and nobody was at the entire time. It was called Top 5 Poker. So I picked up the little brochure, and I read about it. Uh, it seemed kind of interesting uh except the more i read about it the more i felt like it was probably really bad for the player uh it's similar to other poker games it's like it, you you have an ante and a, a standard wager or no the ante standard wager and then optional bonus bets so there are two bonus bets one's like a top five that pays out some amount based on the number of ace through ten cards in your hand and then there's a top five poker bonus that pays on the ranking of the top five cards in your hand. So those are the two bonuses. So it's already getting confusing. Uh, everybody gets seven cards. You're basically making the best hand you can out of five cards. But after you see your own cards, you have to bet a play bet. So like one time your anti bet or you fold. And then after that, the dealer reveals their seven card hands. They have to qualify with queen jack or better. If they don't qualify, everybody else pushes, uh, except for you know the bonus bets. And wins are, play are paid even money on the ante and play bets on qualifying hands, and then the bonus bets are some 
uh, multiplier based on that. So just reading about like what qualifies, it seems interesting. Although I feel like Piga Poker sounds similar and and more straightforward. <laughs> so I'm not. I don't know. I, I, I looked at it. Craig, my, our friend Craig and I looked at it and thought about sitting down. And then as we were reading the rules, we're like, hey, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, it seems like it's very bonus bet heavy with the two bonus bets. So uh, we decided not to play. But that is a new game. There's nothing up as, as of last check on Wizard of Odds or anything explaining anything about it. But I don't know. Any interest on this thing that I probably butchered the explanation of? Yeah, I'd have to look at it. I mean... I'll link to it in the show notes if I remember, but uh, <laughs> it didn't seem like it was up my alley. It seemed like worse than three-card poker. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But that's there. Uh, any other horseshoe thoughts before we move on to actual news? Yeah, had a good time. I do enjoy the horseshoe. I had fun. Oh, I did go to the Diamond Lounge, which was not crowded at all, because why would you go to the Diamond Lounge when... They can't give out beer. Yeah, so I, I thought maybe there would be discounted beer and drinks in there. There's not. Mm. Uh, so they I thought ha- there was. No, not I when I went. I feel like the beer was cheaper when I went in the mm. Diamond Lounge, but I don't know. There wasn't on that Saturday night. So, but uh, yeah, certainly they they it is not allowed for them to give out beer. Yeah, so they have they have some more like top shelf stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know if you want really expensive scotch or whatever they have that there which they're not going to just have in the casino bar but uh, which paul does want yes so he did order a 35 dollar shot of scotch but uh they have a sign up as you walk in that says all patrons must have diamond id and photo id like for admittance but there's nobody there actually checking right because you know really once you walk in it's like why would they it's not all that crowded they're not giving away any food or anything for free. It's effectively just a bar. So uh, it's a nice space. Nice space. There's no food either. There, I think there is sometimes. There's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's like finger foods or whatever, but there wasn't I've, when I was there. I've so. been there when there was, at the very least, I mean, at least they had nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They will give you nuts. If you sit down and order a drink at the bar, they will give mm. you like a cup full of nuts. There you go. Yeah. That's what, you're, that's what you get diamond for. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to mark, nuts. Yeah, mark those nuts in uh in my little sheet saying what value i got for my diamond status but well, you have to value them and yeah well i didn't actually get dollar profit yeah. in your spreadsheet i didn't even get the cup of nuts because we actually sat over in the couches i mean it's a nice space but I, there's just not really any reason to go there uh unless you're trying to relax and not gamble but for me you know i may need time to relax and not gamble when i'm not in gambling. Atlantic city for a night or two but when I'm only at the horseshoe for four hours, I don't really need that time. Yeah. Uh, last thoughts? I think that's a good wrap-up for the horseshoe. No, we had a good time. It was nice yeah. to hang out with everyone at the horseshoe. Yeah. And to ha- by hang out with everyone, you mean sit alone yeah, and play pie out tiles by myself. <laughs> I was not alone. That table was quite crowded. <laughs> yeah. Quite crowded with people who are not our friends who yeah, came. With people who do not speak English. I do have to say that that wasn't a table you probably would have sat at, I think. Especially alone. No. I know it intimidates you, and that table certainly would have intimidated you. Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, I have, I guess, two more gripes, or maybe three more gripes, though minor. Uh, One thing is I I played a little bit of video poker, Jacks are Better, and it was 8 to 5. You found 8 to 5? Yeah, there's eight I to five, but the eight to five is twenty five 
uh, dollars per tier credit. Eight to five, yeah. Craig. Yeah, I, I saw seven to five anywhere. I didn't even see eight Which to five. Is pretty crappy. Yeah, it's awful. The video poker there is horrendous. There used to be... So the eight to five is where the 96 used to be, but it went away a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but they did not remove the stickers <laughs> making it $25 per tier credit. So uh, there's that. Uh, Craps is always just insane at all of the Maryland casinos. Like yeah. it's it's very hard to get on a table almost anywhere. So because I wanted to do that instead of playing blackjack while you were finishing out your Pygo poker run. But it was just all the tables are too crowded. Yeah, my brother and I walked by a couple of times trying to get on a craps table, and there was, like, I think the only table that had openings was $50. And it yeah, was that's probably right. Empty, totally empty. And then there was, oh, it was the diamond table. It was the diamond seven stars exclusive table. Mm-hmm. It was $50 limit, and it was $50 minimum probably... open. And it's like, do you really need it to be diamond seven stars exclusive if it's, if it's going to be $50? Like, just make it open to everybody, because... How many people are really playing $50 craps? I bet it would have been pretty crowded if it was open to everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see any other $50 tables, but uh, so the $25 you... and $15 were, were packed. I didn't even see a $15. I saw one, but... and it was oh. packed with a line with, like, stacks of people behind it waiting to get on. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely saw... So there's video poker, there's craps, and I think there was one more thing I wanted to say, but... I don't remember anymore, but if I remember, I'll, I'll bring it back up. Well, you mentioned six to five blackjack. That was garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The blackjack. It, it, it sucks that it seems like all of the casinos, well, not all of the casinos, the three big casinos in Maryland seem to, to basically have exclusively six to five blackjack at reasonable limits. And then maybe $25 during non prime times. And on Saturday nights, like $50 minimum, if you want to play three to two. Because that's what Maryland Live was like. That's what I've been to MGM, and it was like that. So it sucks that they changed the law to let them do that. Yeah, reason to go. I to mean, the maybe it city. doesn't. Maybe it doesn't suck that they changed the law, but it sucks that that is what the situation is now. Yeah, that's why Atlantic City is so much better. <laughs> Indeed. Should we talk data, numbers, hard yeah. numbers? So we mentioned. Uh, last episode that we were still awaiting results uh, for the 2017 final gaming revenue data. And we got that now. So I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so I think the very the top level stuff to take away from it is it was a pretty solid year for Atlantic City. Uh, the really surprising thing, I know I mentioned last uh, episode that I thought all the casinos were going to be up year over year, except for Bally's. Bally's actually had like a pretty strong December for them, so they are actually slightly up as well. So every casino was up year over year, and, and not only that, despite losing uh, 125 million dollars of revenue from the Taj closing, the town as a whole was actually up in gaming re- in brick and mortar gaming revenue as well. Yeah, so we're only focusing on brick and mortar here. I know that there was yep. a lot of talk, if you read some of the you know, like AP articles and stuff about it, it's, it's very rah-rah about online gambling. Right. We tend to focus on brick and mortar just because that's more about that's the health of about. the resort right. as a whole rather than about you know, how casino companies are doing. So uh, I think, yeah, brick and mortar, we both have said in the past, is like a much better indicator of how well Atlantic mm-hmm. City is doing than 
incorporating the online into it. So we kind of strip that out and, and go on that. Uh, so yeah, Bally's ended up up 0.15% because of a solid December. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have been down for the year. So yes. everybody was so, up. Yeah, I mean, I think the... Sorry if I cut you off. No, the, no, the no. kind of the macro thing to, to talk about here is, you know, there was like year after year of 7 8% declines. And then the last two years, Atlantic City has been basically flat, which I think is pretty good, especially considering the closures. So, uh, I mean, I think it kind of backs up the, the idea that the city's turning around a little bit. So go ahead. Sorry. No, I, mean, I didn't really have anywhere else to go. Just okay. I thought, you know, just some of the big winners, you know, Tropicana was up 14.5%. Uh, Resorts was up over 10%. So, you know, those are the two big double-digit gainers. Uh, Harris was fairly stagnant. But and then everybody else did pretty well. I mean, Borgata only gained four percent, but you know when you we're starting so high, you only have so far to go, but up. But yeah, Bor- Borgata probably. I mean, our our spreadsheet that we actually kind of curate ourselves and and do only goes back to twenty twelve. But Borgata looks like they had kind of by far the best year of any casino, and at least in the last six years or five years in Atlantic City, but you know possibly ever. Yeah, and so they more than doubled the revenue, the gaming revenue of the next highest, which I think was Harrah's. So they had seven, mm-hmm. $755 million, uh, in 2017, Harrah's at 363 So Borata just, you know, making loads and loads Slain. of Slain, yeah. Uh, which, is you know, that's been true for a while, but I don't, I don't think it's been double. Uh, no, it was double last year, too. So, <laughs> so yeah, they've they've just been killing. But they, they made $30 million more than last year, so they did really well. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, Tropicana, you know, put money into the property, big gains. Harris put a bunch of money into the property and only went up 1.5%. So Yeah, that's you, you have to think that Harris is kind of like a huge disappointment. Yeah, although... You're out of, like, all the properties. Like, they're the ones that... Because Bally's, they put no money into, so... It's not surprising that they're not growing, but but Harris only being up one percent and being down last year, five almost five percent. I mean, that's really surprising. And you know, I would think if you're like on the board of CET, like super or a CET shareholder, like very disappointing. Although, I mean, uh, Tropicana's renovations have really hit every aspect of the property: casino floor. Mm-hmm. Um, rooms shopping everything uh harris has been mostly uh conference center so you know yeah you'd think that it would drive revenue to the casino because conference attendees getting more conference attendees there is going to also bring more people in to gamble in typically non-gambling times but like a conference center in itself like if you're in a conference all day you are not at the casino. So, I, you know, I don't know that you'd expect giant gains necessarily. I would say 1.5% is probably disappointing. But, you know, if they're making a bunch of money on conference fees and, you know, catering conferences just cost a shit ton of money. Like, I'm sure they make a bunch of money on that. So, uh, True. Yeah. So, you know, this may not tell the whole picture of, of what Harris was hoping to get out of the renovations. But, yeah, I would have thought that they were thinking that this would drive some sort of – whatever you want to call it, like residual True. revenue to the gambling, gambling to the casino more than what they saw. I mean, and we can see like the overall financial numbers, I think 
I don't believe them to be out yet, but they'll probably be out sometime in the next month for yeah, I think they, 2017. Yeah, I think they come out later, um, I think a couple months into the year. So mm-hmm. it's February now, so it should be not too long. Right. Uh, any other thoughts on the big numbers? I think we have some going forward questions that are worth talking about, but anything looking back at 2017? No, it, it's it's good both that all of the properties at least didn't make less money than they did last year and that Atlantic City as a whole also didn't make less money than it did last year, especially given the, the closure of the Taj. I mean, one, one whole less casino is, is a pretty big deal and they managed to overcome it. Yeah, I think, and I think that's really important to mention because I think a lot of times everybody gets focused on the individual casino year-over-year numbers. But in reality, you know, for Atlantic City as a whole, even though it's 0.3%, but to even retain all of its gambling revenue when it loses a casino uh, is important because it means it, it's, it would be very easy to just say, oh, well, yeah, of course everybody made more money there's one less casino, you know, it's seven casinos competing for that revenue instead of eight. But the fact that, you know, none of the revenue left town is a good thing, especially if you're hoping to open a casino in May or June or July and, right. and hoping that that, uh, that those numbers might go up. So I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think just, just looking at the numbers, like, it does look like, like the absolute, you know, low point for Atlantic city was, was probably 2015 and you know, 2016 was, was fairly stable and 2017 again, it was fairly stable. So I, I expect it to start going up next year. I, I expect an actual increase when we're talking about this in a, a year from now. So, so we talked in the, I think in the best of 2017 episode about growing the pie. Cause we've got two new casinos mm-hmm. um, coming in hard rock and ocean both slated for summer of 2018. And and we'd sort of talked in generalizations, but not really necessarily about what specifically would need to happen um, or even like what it would look like for the, both of these to be successful. And one of the things that I was sort of wondering is like we were saying, yeah, we could see, or I think you were more optimistic than I was, of, uh, you know, we could see the whole pie growing enough that, all the existing casinos still see revenue gains or at least, you know, keep the money that they're making mm-hmm. and the new casinos come in and make money. Uh, so I think my first question for you is like, what would that mean in terms of gains? Like we're seeing this 0.3% gain this year, which I think worked out to uh, something like $7 million or something. It's not a huge number. Uh, so, you know, for two new casinos to come in, and be successful, you're going to need to see a way bigger market-wide gain than that, right? So, like, what mm-hmm. kind of gain do you think is necessary to sustain that in 2018? Well, I don't think every casino is going to go up next year. Um, I, I would hope... And, and we're only talking about, like, six months of the year next right. year that That's are going to have imagine, two yes. extra... It's not going to be the whole year or anything right. like that. I would hope that there's a 5% increase next year in the gaming revenue for the city. So that would be what something like, so like, let's look back. Let's, let's, let's look back real quick. So 2012 was the first year that we had our, our spreadsheet. So 2013, there was a little bit over a 6% loss in the terms of gaming revenue overall. 
2014, there was 8.5% loss. 2015, there was almost an 8% loss. And then 2016 and 2017, like I said, were essentially flat. Um, so in terms of downside, certainly we've seen as high as 8.5%. So I, I think for me, like I for me to say like the city is really starting to come back and doing well. I mean, I, I would want a 5% increase. So I don't, I don't know if I've done the, the math right in my head here. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you can do better. So, you know, they got $2.4 billion this year in gambling revenue. So 5% uh-huh. would be something like what? 120 100, million. Yeah. 120 million. Yes. Yeah. So they gained 7 million this year. Mm-hmm. So to get that 120 million, do you think just that that is the draw of the two new casinos, or do you think I mean, we're seeing an upswing in? Of course, both both of the new casinos individually, I think, will do over 120 million in the six months that they're open. Really, I I assume so. I mean, so the the worst, I mean, the lowest amount of dollars brought in in 2017 was by resorts by a fairly reasonable margin, and that was a 190 million dollar casino. So, so that's be... like a hundred million dollars per six months and yeah, hard point. rock and ocean should be able to beat that. I, well, at least hard rock, I think should be able to beat that <laughs> ocean. The, the... Yeah, that's a good point. The jury's still out on. So you don't, you don't think it cannibalizes enough of the rest, the rest of the market that, I mean, you said if it's going to go, if you are hoping that it goes up 5%, you know, that should leave enough room that other because mm-hmm. casinos are not completely crushed by this. I mean, my concern, obviously, is that they come in and, you know, all of a sudden resorts, bally's, I think those are the big two, start really feeling the squeeze. I mean, I, I would argue I, maybe I actually, but I don't, I think that if I'm looking for casinos I think are going to lose money next year, I think, or not lose money, but make less money than they made this year, or make less revenue than they made this year, I think bally's is almost certainly a lock i'll be shocked if they manage to be flat or gain i think Harrah's is very likely to not make more money than they made this year um i'm really interested to see with both of these properties coming in should in theory attack the high end i wonder what it's going to do to borgata and caesars too I, i don't know if it ends up affecting people like resorts or gold nugget all that much and honestly with both of them opening up literally right next to resorts i wonder like so uh, i think there's there's an argument that it might end up helping them a little bit yeah i mean right now they're on an island i mean well they're all on an island but <laughs> right you know right now they're way up there uh sort of yeah, they're by their themselves own. yeah with but you know they're show, have nine two, casino showboat up there two, yeah. and that's certainly not bringing any people yeah. in yeah, i really wanted to stay at uh showboat but it was booked so i ended up at resorts I mean, That's so, said. <laughs> so to to be clear, like, I mean, I don't know if resorts is going to I wouldn't expect them to, like, have another 10 percent gain or anything like that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't lose money. Yeah. Or didn't make less money in 2018 than it made in 2017. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's reason for optimism for the market as a whole. And I think. You know, I, I think there are some people who talk about it as a foregone conclusion that you know, two point five mil- billion or so, like that's what the market can bear. And I don't think it's as foregone a conclusion as that. Like, I don't think it's a given that if there was another casino property in 
here in 2017 that it would just be dividing up this 2.4 something billion number and not have actually gained, you know, actually grown the pie. And, and especially if it was something like a unique thing, like a hard rock or ocean that comes in and has a real hook to it. Uh, and I think, I mean, I think that's the big reason to be optimistic about, especially hard rock because they've got the ultimate hook of live music all the time. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see just what happens with that. The other thing we had mentioned, or at least I had mentioned was sort of wondering if 2018, we sort of see generally, you know, everybody does what they did this year, or maybe a little better. And the new casinos come in and bring in some more money. But if the real shift happens in 2019 or 2020 and, uh, my brother, sort of asked me to clarify that. And I think it is worth clarifying, like why would it take two years or a year to sort of settle and, and figure out, you know, it, like if Bally's can, can hang when hard rock and ocean are first opening and, and should be sucking all the air out of the room and dominating all the attention. Why would then in 2019 or 2020 it go bad for them? So I don't know if you want to, if you have thought on that before I sort of give my explanation. I mean, I think just it takes a little while for things to settle in. I mean, I think right when these properties first open, at least when Hard Rock first opens, I expect there to be like a huge bump for them. Everyone's going to want to check it out and see what it's all about. And uh, I, I think it could end up impacting places a lot. But I, I don't think, you know, not everyone's going to get out there for a little while. I mean, I think it just takes time for the market to get settled for people to figure out where they like and where they want to go. And, you know, anytime there's this big upheaval happening when you open and or close properties. Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much sums up my feeling. And also, uh, you know, it takes people a little while to sort of get out of the ecosystem. Like if you're diamond at Caesars for the rest of the year, like you're probably going to still hang at Caesars even if you're scoping out the other places. So then maybe in 2019, you're sort of going somewhere else. The other thing is, you know, Hard Rock and Ocean are going to be able to command higher prices, presumably when they first open, once they sort of get into more steady or sort of uh, more standard long-term operation in Atlantic City, you'd expect the room rates to come down and then they're more competing with uh, the existing customers rather than just drawing in new customers who are excited to come see this new thing. And so I think that's part of it. Like, it's the excitement of the newness. Like, maybe that drives a bunch of new people to Atlantic City and that helps everybody for a few months. Uh, and then once that dies down, you know, year two, if Hard Rock has to start given discounted rooms and all of a sudden, you know, the price point is not that much higher than other places in the, in, in the city. Then all of a sudden people who were just sticking with Bally's or sticking with resorts or whatever it was, because that was where they could get the free room are now looking at like, Oh, well now there's a real value proposition to spending a little bit to go to one of the new places, or maybe they can actually get a comp room at one of the new places. So I think it does take a little while to settle down. Obviously, you know, how it plays out, we sort of have no idea. This is just my own assumptions. But I do think the market needs, you know, a year, two years to sort of write itself before we really have a clear understanding of, of what happens. I don't think it's just going to be like, 
Hard Rock opens, Valleys is dead. Like, boom. Valleys, like, all of a sudden, everybody's, like, left Valleys in the dust, and they can't deal with it anymore. But uh, we'll see. So what what do you think is going to be kind of the top performer of, of 2018, and, and who's going to be the worst performer of 2018? I mean, so is it worth just focusing on post-Revel Hard, post-Ocean sure. Hard Rock? I mean, I think Borgata's still the top performer. Well, okay. I mean, in terms of like how they did compared to 2017. I oh, mean, obviously, okay. obviously, Borgata will make the most money and or will make the most revenue in 2018. That I don't think is a question. I think I think that there is a lot of room to go at Borgata, and I and if Ocean and Hard Rock both open and go at Borgata, I think Borgata could see a big dip in their revenue still making plenty of money and still will be totally fine. But I could see that being a, an easier place to go get money than say, you know, trying to get people from resorts. Uh, so I could see them actually being the biggest percentage drop just because like year over year percentage revenue drop, just because of, you know, they have such a big portion of the pie now that it's, a place to go and both of them are coming for it. Like both of them are coming for the high end, like you said. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I think Tropicana just because of the way they've gained lately, I think is a little susceptible. Um, cause I don't know that there's anything at Tropicana that makes people fiercely loyal to it, you know, other than chickies and Pete's. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, guess Borgata is probably going to be the biggest percentage like year over year hit like take the biggest hit uh with those two opening and then winners i mean i would think that one of the two new ones obviously but if you're talking about uh (laughs) yes infinity percent would make them the highest winner i guess yeah i mean as far as like who's existing who would do better it's a good question i mean i would I think you're onto something with resorts uh, just because it is, it will bring a ton of people up there and it's not like there's nothing to draw you to resorts. Like there's going to be good gambling there. There's, there's, you know, if you're a parrot head, there's that stuff. There's Margaritaville. Uh, There's decent restaurants there. You know, it's not like there's no reason to go there. So if there are a bunch of people going up to that end of the boardwalk, I could see a bunch of people finding their way into resorts and them seeing some real gains. So I I think I'm going to, so here's the thing with Borgata, right? It's possible that they do end up having a pretty disappointing 2018, but at the end of the day, if that happens, I don't know how much of that's going to be on Hard Rock and Ocean. I think it's more likely that it's going to be because of MGM people getting PO'd at MGM and like that having some blowback and the fact maybe that there's also going to be some, some real competition in the high end. Right. But I mean, those things don't happen on their own. Like, yes. I mean, yes, people might be getting frustrated with MGM and Borgata, but right now there's nothing to leave to really. Like Mm -hmm. if you want the nicest restaurants, the nicest casino, the nicest rooms, you still kind of have to go to Borgata. I mean, you still do have to go to Borgata. Uh, So, you know, if Hard Rock opens and especially Ocean, I mean, if Ocean opens and is run well and has a good casino and everything, you know, people who are frustrated with M Life and frustrated with MGM 
are going to have a very, very luxurious competitor to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying that, like, yeah, it's just because these things are open. But, yeah, I, I definitely think there's already sort of dissatisfaction with Amlife. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just that we hear, <laughs> we sort of hear uh, the vocal few. And I think it, it, so if you really look at the numbers last year, I mean, I think the idea that maybe M life is dragging it down a little bit is borne out. So just to each, each quarter, looking at the quarter over quarter numbers for Borgata in 2017. So they were up and these are Q1 2017 versus Q1 2016. So in quarter one, they were up eight and a half percent. In quarter two, they were up almost eight percent. In quarter three, they were up almost 3%. And then in quarter four, they were down a percent. So it's not necessarily a great, a great trend. And that, it, that does kind of have some, you know, that is the timing of M life starting to come in and make themselves known, I guess. Yeah. I think the transition was in June. So we're talking right at the end of Q2. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that plays out. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be maybe, you know, if you're like us and you're interested in the numbers, I think that's sort of the story to watch for 2018 is, you know, of course, you know, how does how does it look for Ocean and Hard Rock? Is is Ocean doing significantly better than Revel did, which, I mean, shouldn't take much, right? <laughs> is Hard Rock coming in and really competing with, you know, I, I don't know if that it's going to go straight to fifty million dollars a a month and and competing with Borgata. Although, you know, maybe that's that's what it's shooting for. Although, I'd be really surprised. Uh, but are, you know, are they being really successful? But I think there is a real storyline here of like Borgata's already sort of showing these signs. Are they going to start getting their market, you know, taken from them? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, there is also a lot of variability in the month-over-month data. So, right. that's but, true. But I do think, so So my predictions are going to be, I think Tropicana and Resorts are probably both going to be up year-over-year, year, and I'm mm. not necessarily comfortable saying that about any other property. Um, I mean, I think at least with the amount of money that's being put into Tropicana right now, it'd be a pretty big disaster if they yeah. weren't. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that places like obviously Bally's, I mean, we've talked a lot about how we don't think Bally's is necessarily long for the world. Uh, at least the park place. I think, I mean, Harris has been a pretty consistent disappointment the last few years and maybe in some place like golden nugget might get hurt a little bit. Um, like those are the main places I'd look for to be maybe kind of big losers in this whole thing. But you know, honestly, if like we want to talk, like my prediction for the biggest disappointment of 2018 is probably going to be Ocean. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it's mean, probably I, the safest bet. I, I think, you know, I haven't seen anything to this point that makes me believe it's not going to be Rebel 2.0. So, well, I mean, we haven't just we just haven't seen very much about it at all. But right, uh, that's the point. How about this as a as a right? There's there's zero buzz about it, right? There's like a palpable buzz about Hard Rock. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing about Ocean, and this is exactly what happened with the Rebel. And the Rebels gaming numbers were embarrassing. Yeah, they were really bad. Uh, what about Caesars? I mean, I feel like we just sort of gloss over Caesars because it's 
the best CET property there. It's Caesars. It has the name recognition. But, you know, we talk about the lack of money getting put into valleys and Caesars as sort of, I mean, I just said if if they made all these updates to look like Horseshoe, it would be a way nicer casino. So right now it's it's the second nicest casino. It's the nicest casino on the boardwalk. But it's still not really like all that nice. Like there's tons of room for improvement there that they're mm-hmm. not putting money into. If if Hard Rock comes in and is very nice and does a lot of things that people like about Caesars in terms of, you know, it's on the boardwalk, it's it got if it has good gambling, you know, lots of tables, uh sort of a similar vibe potentially, like could Caesars really get hurt? I mean, I, I sort of never even considered it because it's just like Caesars. You know, everybody goes to Caesars. But there's second in a way that two people could wedge between them and Borgata. <laughs> yeah. And push them all the way down to where they're like, all of a sudden they're in the middle of the pack. And that'd be horrible for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, right now, honestly, if you look at the revenue, they're fourth in Atlantic City. And it's not especially like it's a pretty big gap between them and third, which is Tropicana. And I, I, you know, I fully expect that gap to grow next year. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mean, I think that CT has kind of made a decision a few years ago that they're going to put all of their money into Harrah's. I mean, it was owned by the not bankrupt arm of the CET financial shell game. And that's, that's, I think been a failure so far. And CET's been kind of over, or Caesars has been kind of overlooked by the the mothership, and I think it is possible that they could end up getting hurt pretty badly too. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I think they've they've sort of made their choice to not invest a ton in the market in the AC market. So yeah, uh, I, no, I mean they 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 have invested quite a bit in the into Harrah's, but they certainly made the decision not to invest in Caesars and Valleys. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, should we move on to Golden Nugget Players Club info? There's a whole lot to say yeah. about. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just it has its it has a unified players club that's good for players in general. Mm-hmm. Better than not having a unified players club. <laughs> yeah, it's far better. I mean, it, it's always been kind of ridiculous. I think that they, you know, it, it is the same company that owns all these Golden Nugget casinos. And uh, just the list for those interested, there's obviously the Nugget in Vegas, the Nugget in AC, there's one in, in Laughlin, uh, one in Biloxi, and one in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And they are now all sharing the Players Club data. It's just a single account now. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty nice that this has happened. And I know we talked about last episode in our best of 2017 episode that a big reason when I moved back to the East coast that I started playing, you know, very heavily with CET is at the time. And for a long time, that was the only property in Atlantic city mm-hmm. that had Vegas, you know, it was tied to Vegas. So you could get Vegas comps for playing in Atlantic city. You know, when I, when I was moved, when I lived here before I moved out West, I, played at the Hilton a lot and got comps at the Las Vegas Hilton. Now that both of those are long, long since defunct. And it was only CET for a long time after that. And, you know, now, now in the last year there's Borgata where you can get, you know, obviously M life and there's the nugget now. So 
certainly good for for players and it's it's great to have another option where if you're just looking to play in Atlantic City and get some comps occasionally in Las Vegas it's another option for you yeah I mean it's interesting because like for me like I don't have any interest at all in going to Laughlin I don't really care about Biloxi like that's just probably never gonna happen to me for me Lake Charles Louisiana none of that really means anything to me so uh and then typically I probably wouldn't I almost I've only ever stayed downtown except for one night at Hard Rock in Vegas. But, uh, I mean, I've only ever stayed on the Strip except for one night at Hard Rock. Uh, So, you know, looking at, like, well, this is downtown Vegas. This is the marina in AC, which, you know, obviously Borgata's at the marina. Most people don't sort of see that as as a stigma, but I prefer to stay at the boardwalk. Um, You know, I don't think the Unified Club really does a whole lot to me. It's just... Sort of like, of course, like, why did this take so long? Of course, you should do this. Like, it's better than not, than not having a unified players club. Uh, I think where where you really get value out of this one is that you can use your points at Landry's Restaurants, which is a giant chain. They have over six hundred locations. Uh, it's a ton of chains. You know, Chart House, Vic and Anthony's, Rainforest Cafe, Dos Caminos, Joe's Crab Shack, McCormick and Schmicks, Morton's, uh, our favorite Bill's Bar and Burger. So and it's just way more than that. So you know, if you are the Jungle Grill, yes, aka the Jungle <laughs> Grill, my favorite of them all, uh, College Park, Maryland. Uh, so uh, if you if you play at Golden Nugget, and you know if you, if you're just an AC Vegas person, and you know you play at Golden Nugget in AC, you go stay at Golden Nugget downtown, which is by all accounts, you know the sort of most proper resort downtown in Vegas. Uh, you now get comps at either place. So, you know, if, if all you care about is going to AC and going to Vegas, you can do that. And you've got all these restaurant uh, credits, basically, that you can use at, at nice restaurants throughout the country. Um, I mean, debatable how nice Rainforest Cafe is, but the other ones are fairly nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice perk. I don't think it's enough to get me to play there like it doesn't make me say like oh yeah i'm gonna go to play play at nugget now but uh you know if i was already a golden nugget player i'd be like hell yeah this is great yeah i mean i think like i said it, it's it's only it only can be a good thing yeah um yeah so it's it's exciting that this has happened and you know we'll we'll see what ends up happening with well, Hard Rock, I expect them not to be linked with the Las Vegas property, unfortunately, because it's owned by a different company. But that'll bring in another casino that will probably be linked to a lot of other casinos around the country. Yeah. So if you want to go to, you know, Tampa or something, yeah, <laughs> you'll have the option. You can go to the Seminole Casino. The Rock Casino in Ohio or whatever yeah. it is. Where so you can also get gas. I have to say, did you know, Craig, that I have stayed at the Grand Biloxi in Biloxi? I did not know that. Did I ever tell you that? I um, didn't so, know that you'd even been to Biloxi. Do you do you know which which chain runs the Grand Biloxi? I mean, I would guess MGM, but I don't know. False. It was it's CET. Really? Yeah. CET. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was a very nice place. I mean, it was this was 2007 that I stayed there. I think it was right after Katrina, so Biloxi itself was a bit depressing still, but it was nice. Cool. So do you have a <laughs> strong desire to go back? Now you're going to go play at Golden Nugget because you really want to go to the Golden Nugget Biloxi? I've been to... Uh, so yeah, I used to live in Arizona, so I've driven through Laughlin. It was not the most direct route, but I decided just to swing through it and see 
it at some point, and it looks like a pretty little town too, right on a river. So, so what you're saying yeah. is you're golden nugget all the way now. I don't think I want to go to Lake Charles necessarily, but <laughs> uh, yeah, golden nugget all the way. How dare you disparage Lake Charles, Louisiana? You can find me at in at the uh, what is it? The dock. What was the bar we went to at Gold Nugget? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the deck. The deck, yes. yes. The deck. With the dock. Yes, indeed. With the marina. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say. Just good for players. There's another option. Yeah, sure. So, so knock out these last two news items. And yeah, then... you can knock them out real quick and get out of here. Uh, so we have uh, Gordon Ramsay's steak is replacing the steakhouse at Harrah's. So... Much like Guy Fieri, Gordon Ramsay feels like he's getting he's getting left behind and needs to up his number of restaurants and CET properties, and is doing that. So, uh, sounds like they're planning for a Memorial Day weekend opening. So, where is where is the steakhouse at Harris, Craig? I do not even know. I'm I, the wrong I, person to ask. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've, I've walked all around that property. I, I can't. It's figure. probably up on the second floor I yeah think. like yeah. above the eden lounge or because whatever i don't is, that's my go guess. up yeah. there a whole lot and i think i would have seen it if it was on the first floor that would certainly be my guess because that's i've never been up there and mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's also where martyranos is right yes yeah let's go with that yeah it's, it's sure. upstairs on that second floor above eden lounge Kyle. <laughs> i've been there 10 times and if that's incorrect please tweet at craig at do for win and send him emails yeah. at do for win at gmail.com uh yeah, so uh, I mean, it certainly gets way better reviews than 2017 Do for Win most overrated restaurant, Gordon Ramsay Pub and Grill at Caesars. <laughs> I think you were going to say it gets way better reviews than our podcast. It's way oh, way better reviews than our podcast, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's way better does. reviews than Do for a Win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the one in Vegas I know is like widely widely considered one of the best steakhouses in Vegas. I, I know uh, it's four stars on Yelp. I know five Hundy loves it uh, specifically loves the uh, beef Wellington, I think. So I know, you know, they have the beef Wellington at Gordon Ramsay pub and grill. I'm going to say it's not the same without any actually any actual information to back that up. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's funny. We talked about horseshoe Baltimore. They just opened a Gordon Ramsay steak at horseshoe Baltimore in late November. Uh, also four stars on Yelp, only 13 reviews so far, but and it seems like people really like it. So Yeah, I know uh, Daryl McEwen has said, said he really liked it because he came down for the opening, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It seems like definitely liked considerably better than the Pub and Grill. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's it's a good addition, although people seem to like the the generic The Steakhouse at Harris. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Caesar's all in on the Gordon Ramsay thing. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay and Guy Fieri are their ticket for the future. The G's. All the G's. Gordon and Guy. <laughs> I expect to see Gordon and Guy's steak and donkey sauce, whatever <laughs> special. Sounds disgusting. Don't beef, lie. Beef Wellington and donkey sauce. I can't imagine Gordon Ramsay lending his name to that. Like, There's just no way he would allow <laughs> that to happen. Be yelling all sorts of F-bombs and stuff. It'd be great. Actually, now I want to see that. calling people donkeys. Yes, that's true. It's similar. Uh, All right. Now I need to see that happen. I need to see Gordon Ramsay berate Guy Fieri while he's, while he's making donkey sauce. I need it. 
Uh, UFC fights. We talked about how there's never any fights at Boardwalk Hall. That's not true anymore. Yeah. For one night only. For I mean, normally that's how long they... I mean, usually it's not a multi-day. Right, I mean, but, but like, it's not like this is the start of... This isn't Rome. Where they, it's not like a week of fights. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's not like, oh, yeah, there's two boxing <laughs> matches, you know, nights and three UFC fights. Like, no, no, this is one thing. Hopefully it's the start of a trend, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, UFC Fight Night will be a boardwalk hall on April 21st. Um, you know, that, this was just announced today. I'll link to the Nicholas Hugo article, but uh, you know, no lineups announced or anything. You know more about UFC than I do, but my understanding is they actually don't even get the lineups out until closer to the um, date. They're probably going to have some fights coming out on it within the next month, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I say closer to the date, but it's February. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking two and a half months here. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be pretty soon. They get they get stuff out of it. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, I'm not. There was a time in my life where MMA was like my main hobby, but unfortunately, those days are long since past. Hmm. I could care less about MMA. Uh, like, I just I don't. It's too violent for my liking. Mm-hmm. I can't see people kicking each other in the face. It just makes you queasy. It does make me queasy. I'm very blood. weak stomach. Yeah. yeah, can't deal with blood at all. Um, it doesn't help that everybody who I know who likes MMA, like every highlight they want to show me, is like, watch this dude break his leg over this guy's face. It's like, die. That's the last thing I want to see. <laughs> if you want to see me faint, that's something you could show me a video. Uh, but it's funny because th- that being said, I'm like, oh, it's probably a cool atmosphere to go to Boardwalk Hall and see a UFC fight. Yeah, I mean, I've as someone who like like I said, MMA was a pretty big part of my life for a while, and and there's nothing cooler than going to a live MMA show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a good time. Uh, yeah, so hopefully this is a huge success, and they have more of it, and then and then they that entices promoters and whoever to bring back more boxing matches, which is something I actually would go go see at Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I say, although we had the chance to go to that boxing match the night instead, I, I hit the... you got a Royal Flush. Yeah, instead I got a Royal Flush and went to Continental and ate delicious wasabi mashed potatoes. They were good. They were very good. So so are you telling me that, that we're not going to go to the UFC fight night in April? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I will not be at the UFC fight night in April. What the hell, man? You got to have some US, UFC loving friends who can go to UFC fight night. Maybe. I'd lo- I'd love to do it. Maybe, maybe I'll try to get up there. You know, I don't know if that would be allowed. Back to back months going to Atlantic City that would make me question what I'm doing on this podcast. What? Wrong. Because I mean, I thought it's our thing not to go to AC. It is sort of our thing. It would be too much too much AC going. That's wasn't that a resolution? <laughs> that was my resolution. Yours you wanted to go more failed. often. I wanted to just play the same two games I always play at the casino. I'm I think that was the resolution. Two day trip in March, and it's going to be great. Yeah. I look forward to a full trip report while I yeah. try to get a crying baby to go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's true. We need to figure out what what's how long you think you're going to be out, and we talk about it off air. But I think I'll like you know five six days, and then I'm right back. In action. <laughs> well, I I thought my my leave was going to be a lot shorter than it actually was, so we'll see. I th- I think I think that brings us to our next point. Uh, we'll ask for this on the face group facebook group as well but we probably do want uh, to put together another mailbag episode to play when when craig goes out later this month uh just to have something in the shoot and I, i'm gonna try to at least put together one episode while craig's out if not two maybe i, I think it might be 
a bit jarring for you all, especially if Craig is not available to edit either, and I'm in charge of that, because it will be, you know, the doofer wins you hear now are in Craig's voice. You know, he's the one that writes up the outline. He's the one that edits it all together and decides what you actually hear at the end of the day. So, Also, literally in Craig's voice in that I'm the one who talks, <laughs> he talks 80% of the time. <laughs> So uh, it, it it might be a, a little bit different for, for a couple episodes if I do end up putting stuff together, but I, I do want to get some content out, hopefully, while, while Craig is on his do-for-win paid paternity leave. Yeah, paid paternity leave. It's very generous here. Yeah. We're all our, also our paying benefit- into a sweet pension. Yeah, it's fully our be- funded. Our benefits package is pretty, it's amazing. pretty progressive. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, else? So, so anyway, yeah, just send us some um, some mailbag questions, and we'll ask for them on the Facebook group as well. Yeah, if probably not the best if they're like, "I'm going tomorrow." What do I, you know, tell me right, what to do? Because this is going to be posted at the earliest in like early March, yeah, middle of March. So, yeah, so give us, you know, think about what you want question, what you have questions about for like a month from now. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably the way to think about it because. You know, I think it was, was it Nick who asked some questions <laughs> and we like got to him <laughs> three months later? <laughs> well, I hear that there's some like five month old emails that you haven't answered. We can always answer them on the air too. Mm, yeah. There's only one now. <laughs> I answered all but one. That's good. Yeah. It's not that I mean, good. honestly, I, I can't complain because I do zero work at all in this podcast ever. So it's going to be a pretty rude awakening for me while you're out. That's a good point. It's going to be a rude awakening for everybody who sends emails and doesn't get a reply, yeah. which is only like slightly different than what they get now. Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we close shop? Yeah, let's get out of here. But I know. if I know. we wait five more minutes, I'm going to win our bets. <laughs> nope. We always make an over-under bet of when we think it's going to end. And unfortunately, Craig's going to be right. But For the first time. I always go under and I'm always wrong. <laughs> By my own doing. I mean, it's my own fault every single time. Yeah. You sure you don't have anything else to say? Got nothing. All right. So Twitter <laughs> chat to us and any of the other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh you can find all of our great content, including about Resorts World in New York and the amazing pull tab slob sheet they have there at doforwin.com. <laughs> that may have been something we talked about before the episode. Our awesome blog posts like three years before our show came out. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and once again, YouTube. Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at Do For A Win or send them questions at doforawin at gmail.com. Hey, name my kid, Kyle. That's what we should have done. Listener poll. Name my kid. Caesar Stone. <laughs> Or got a stone. Revel 10 Ocean Stone. <laughs> <laughs>